Blog Talk Radio. All right, this is uh, Jonathan Coleman with the Digital Meet and Greet. We're having some kind of experience and some type of technical issue because the show has started and the switchboard is not open. So let me try refreshing everything. Okay, something's not right. Uh, What's going on? All right, just everybody hold tight because <laughs> I can't start the show, even though the show has probably already started. Okay, everything's working now. Let's go. Ladies. Hey, love, what's your name? Hey, love, what's your number? Hey, love, can it be me and you for the summer? Hey, love, what's your name? Hey, love, what's your number? Hey, love, can it be me and you for the summer? Rappers make a little money. Now they don't know how to treat you. Some call me the mind. I'm just glad to meet you. So I've heard about your past getting played by the lames. Boys will be boys. Real dudes will play them games. I don't need a flash cash away a neck. Full of platinum, but put me on the track I'm the man when I'm rapping So what's up with the status? Are you single? Cause I'm into you I ain't trying to pressure you Cause we can be friends to a lot of these dudes We used to a strong woman Lames play games That's why they always choose the wrong women What's up with them digits? Are you in love with the same man? Lames will let you down Cause they don't have a game playing love, what's your name? Hey, love, what's your number? Hey, love, can it be? Me and you for the summer Hey love, what's your name? Hey love, what's your number? Hey love, can it be Me and you for the summer? Fake ball of fast cash That's how they try to impress you No change, no games But I can still undress you A lot of women out there Want to give me that like gravity But I'm into you Ooh, So I'm with you heavy So call me Jay-Z Cause money ain't a thing Boom, I don't blow cash But if I want can bring to them jeans on your body Got you sexy, crush you tight Move them ballers up in there all game Cause they like you, so what's it gonna be? If you're feeling me, then let me know If you ain't that cool, I can still let it go Cause I'm the type of dude that in love with your natural view Your body don't need no adjusting So are you down to Hey love, what's your name? Hey love, what's your number? Hey love, can it be me and you for the summer? Hey love, what's your name? Hey love, what's your number? Hey love, can it be me and you for the summer? Listen, man. All these gorgeous women out here, and y'all want the bad. Man, y'all tripping. Man, y'all tripping. Hey love, what's your name? Hey love, what's your number? Hey love, can it be me and you for the summer? Hey love, what's your name? Hey love, what's your number? Hey love, can it be me and you for the summer?
All right, that was the new single from The Mind titled, you know, y'all, y'all heard it. Hold on one second. My, my switchboard is slowing up again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was The Mind's My Love, of course. Uh, yeah, talking about natural beauty, good little song for uh, Valentine's Day. And he's going to talk about his single. He's also going to talk about a little bit of uh, black history. He was wanting me to put together a black history special uh, uh, for Blog Talk Radio, and he he wanted to participate, but couldn't get a lot of people to, you know, commit to a to a panel date for the, for the ship program. But that's okay. Uh, perhaps next. Excuse me. Next uh, February, I'd be a little more prepared and see if I can get some people to do it. So, um, and it's not nothing against Black History. I, I think it's just everybody got a lot of things going on and things like that too. But it seems like a lot of fanfare for Black History has kind of dwindled a little bit, you know. But uh, but that's, that, that's that. Let's let's we'll, we'll talk about that later on in the program. Let's go on ahead and get the hosts on and the guests. Let's start with JT. JT, how you doing? What's up, Jay? How you doing, man? Just doing a show, as usual. Out, but ain't just any show, man. It's a digital meet and greet with a very, very special guest in the building tonight. So, I mean, we we doing it. We here. It's Black History Month, like you said. We touching on it. We we all around it, and we are it. We are creating that creative content here tonight on a digital meet and greet, man. So we we doing it. We're making it happen. Oh yes, true indeed, true indeed. Yes making major things happen. Yeah, this is black history. We make we're making black history. Yes. All right. Well um uh, let me go on ahead and bring on the other I say call her the other other host. She's much more than just another host. But she's been away for a while, you know, had to get prepared, but now she's back. Sharika how you doing? Hello. Hi, Jay. Hello. Hey, welcome Jay. back. What's going on? How are you? Oh, yes. We're doing well. We, we're glad to have you back. It's good to be back. Yes, yes indeed. It sure is. Yes, yes. You ready? You ready for the... You, you are, well, I know you didn't miss them because, you, you know, I know you heard them, but, you know, you missed a lot of good shows. We would love to have have you on, but, you know, we're going to make some better shows coming up. Absolutely, absolutely. And, yes, I missed, you know, previous shows. They were great shows, but, you know, I had to tend to some family business, and now things have, you know, changed a bit. Some time has freed up, so time to get back into some of things. Yes, yes. And definitely glad to have you back. All right. Thank you. Let's go on ahead and Oh yes, oh yes. Now let's go on ahead and bring on the um guest. The mind. The mind, Yo, how you doing? Jay, what's good, man? Good, man. Like yeah. always. Yeah, it's good to have you. 
Oh, yes, it's great to have you. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a great show. And um, you know how it goes. Uh, JT is going to gonna grill you like a cop. Then he's going to pass the mic to Sharika. They're going to tag team. But also, if we have anybody that wants to jump in and ask a question, we're going to take calls early because I know how you guys get. You guys are waiting in the queue and... You know, and then y'all get like, you know, like, I'm I'm getting out. They're like, fuck this. <laughs> you know, not to disrespect the guest or anything like that, but, you know, sometimes people got stuff to do, and they're like, man, I want to ask my question, but they, they're not letting me in. But we're going to let y'all in. All right? We let y'all in earlier in the show. Uh, so if you're streaming from an app or a third-party website or a link or anything like that, and you don't have that number in front of you, that number is 929 477 Three eight seven two, and then press one, and we'll bring you on. We have the guest Demind on to discuss his single, "My Love," and uh, of course we have the host JT and Sharika E on. And uh, if you're streaming from your phone already, all you have to do is just you know bring you on. All right, let's do this. Demond, 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 how you doing, man? Yo, I'm always good, man. What's up with you? No doubt, man. So they bring us, they bring us together, man, for this one-on-one interview on the day that Malcolm was murdered on the last full week of February, and on the heels man. of you having a brand new track, brand new music out, and it's only right that you reintroduce yourself. To our audience here at the meet, digital meet and greet, welcome back. It's, it's good to have you. Tell our audience a little bit about yourself, man. Let's get into it. Okay, so yeah, I'm the mind. Uh, I call myself the mind because it's a thinking process. Um, basically, we tried. We put me and Jay put together this uh, single slash Black History because you know, as you cannot talk music without talking our history and you and so i always like to correct our history um i had the uh pleasure of growing up in um around the geekies and the gullahs a lot of people don't know who that is but those are the original african people so i learned my history a lot i always talk history about people and if you listen to my music you can tell why i rap different than the rest of the crowd yeah, you definitely um, set the bar and set the tone, and everything about your music is different. And, I, and, and that's one of the things that I, that I like and respect about is you don't make it Shit. like everybody else. You uh, you bring a, a whole other creative uh, move to it. So talk a little bit about how we got into the brand new music and the new track that's out. Tell us how they came about, and um, you know what you want the audience to get out of. So, you know, um, a lot of people are not paying attention to the music business, but the music business is a tool that folks has turned against us to destroy our own community. I always tell people that just because an artist is successful, he's still a failure. And the reason why I say that, because the people who followed him, like if like you hear a lot of rappers rap about drugs and shooting people and, and pimping women and, and uh, nine baby mothers and stuff like that, that's not that's destroying our community. That's 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 not anything that benefits us. Um, 
you know, I say the same thing about, I talk about not just rappers, I talk about a lot of church and stuff, because if you you look like a lot of church destroys the black community too. Like I, I saw like about six months ago where this guy after uh, his audience or his uh, his um, his followers to buy him a watch, uh, expensive watch. And so, you know, sometimes as black people, they do that. But what is the purpose of the watch? How is it helping the community? The church is supposed to be for the community. An artist, when you make music, you got people listening to your music, right? And a lot of people, if you've been paying attention to the music business the last year, year and a half, um, and not saying anything bad on these people, but, you know, Master P was one of the biggest drug dealers in the game. Unfortunately, he lost his daughter to an overdose, I think. I think it was an overdose that they said she passed away from. Um, Young Dro, you know, from the ATL, you know, he found out his daughter was uh, – using drugs and he took they both went to rehab so i got kids so every time i put music out thinking about what my kids if they think that i did it they might think it's cool so if i treat women with respect they might think it's cool and they might they're going to do the same thing so that's why you hear me rap different than everybody else in the game definitely man it makes sense everything you just said man and so how do we tie that in to black history? Where Tell us a little bit, um, educate us um, where you're coming from and what we're missing in the whole scope of factual information where it pertains to black history. Okay, so black history, <clears throat> like if you, if you pay attention, close – the white man is trying to steal our history. Everything that we've been taught is not correct. Um, everything that they 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 push they they push on us is not correct. From religion to history to um, whatever they tell you that George Washington was the very first president in the country. That's a lie. The very first president in the country is a black man named John Henson. He's on the back of the two dollar bill. They try to tell you that. Jesus Christ was the very first man to walk the face of the earth. That's a damn lie. The very first man, the very first person that walked, walked the earth is a black female. Her name is Lucy. Um, they call her Lucy because they didn't have a name for her. But, you know, it's like we have to correct our history and we have to learn our history. And I tell people like this, if you don't believe that black people are the very first walk of life, I want you to pay attention to this. A black man and a black woman is the only two people on God's green earth that doesn't have to sleep with each other to create black kids. We can create black kids with any woman on the planet. A black woman can create a black child with any man on the planet. We are the only race that can do that, which means that we have to be the original people. Right there, the mind dropping gems in that, one, in that last segment right there. And at this moment, I'm going to check in with my co-host, um, Sharika E, and see if she has any early questions for you before we go to some guy named Jay. So I'm going to kick it to Sharika to see if you got anything for DeMond. Okay. Thank you so much, JT. How are you, DeMond? I'm good. How are you, Queen? I'm fine, thank you. So, All right. okay, so... 
I wasn't, I live in the United States and I, I wasn't born and raised in the United States. I was born and raised in Bermuda. So okay. just like what you were just speaking of, about like, you know, the music business and, you know, how Caucasians, you know, what they do and just like black culture, even black history, <clears throat> even when you made points in reference to, you know, a black woman and a black man can make uh, different racial children or um, the first woman to walk the earth. So I was looking at something recently, like a documentary of some sort, and it was just saying, um, it, she was, it was a white woman, I can't remember her name, and she was saying that the first person to ever walk the earth was a black woman. So you're talking about, I always you're talking about Jane, you You're talking about Jane Elliott. Yes. That's the white woman. She, she, she's always correct in history. Yes. And I feel like a lot of people don't like her because she knows so much about his. I always found it fascinating when, you know, um, even even myself, just being from Bermuda, and they don't really teach you too much of, like, history, you know, like, just about black culture and all these things. It's like all of those things are being erased now. But for myself personally and growing up, I always said to myself, like, wow, it's amazing. You have a black man and a black woman who can have a child that is white, blonde hair, blue eyes. And it's amazing to see that. But they think of Caucasian people, some think of black people as an inferior race. Then how can we be? So I guess for me, it was like, it takes a lot to like, you know, just sit down and learn and read because these are things that are not being taught in my children's school. So I am a mother of seven children. I have one son, and he is my first, and then I have six daughters. And I have two generations of children. So hearing how the music was when my older children were coming up, even the things that I have listened to over the course of the years, and now my younger children are listening to, it's vastly different. It is a lot of, like, glorifying, glorifying excuse me, drugs, alcohol, sex, all of those things. As a black woman, what advice would you give me on things that I can say or things that I can teach my daughters? especially in today's society. Okay, okay, that's easy. Um so basically um if you if you know the history, if you teach when you have daughters, they're real important cuz you got to teach the black woman that they're the most strongest uh human being on the planet. See, the very first walk of human life like I said is a black woman. The black woman created every woman on every other race on the planet on the face of the earth puerto ricans latinos dominicans el salvador's all these people come from africa um so when you're talking to kids like you got to point it out to them like i told this guy uh we was talking about religion and i said religion is fake i said jesus christ is fake i said um and i'm going to prove it to you 
I said, a black woman can have a white child, a black child with a white man. A white man cannot have a white child with a black woman. But a white man can have a white child with a white woman. I say, so why is that? If they're more superior, if they've been here first, if we come from them, why do their kids take our image? I'm going to give you an example. There's a rapper named Eve from Rough Riders, DMX homegirl. Eve is a black woman that has a baby with a white man. That same white man has four white kids with a white woman. So I asked him, if you look at Eve's child, why did the white man child turn black with the black woman but stayed white with the white woman? A lot of people don't know the answer, but the answer is white people have what is called recessive genes, right? Black people have what is called dominant genes. That's why we can have kids with anybody in the world. So I learned this. I grew up in Geechee Gullah, which is an African community. I was seven years old. I was walking down downtown Beaufort, and I heard about the Geechee Nagala festivals. So I go in there, and there's four black women standing there, and they're talking about history. So I asked the uh, black woman, I said, ma'am, I got a question. She said, okay, what is it? I said, why do white people call us colored folks? I hate that word. She looked at me, and she said, son, color means humans. That's why they don't teach it in school. If you look up the definition of human or hue, H-U-E, that word means brown, black, or copper-skinned man. That's why white people kids turn black when they have kids with black people because black is the definition of human. That's why we can have black kids with anybody in the world. If you pay attention, Kanye West is a black man. They call him Yee. Kanye West got four black kids with a white woman. So that kind of tells you if you cannot see that, if you're a black man and you cannot see that and you're a black woman and you, you, keep, you keep going to church praying to something that's less than us, that's why you're not getting the benefit of religion. That's because I put it this way. When you look at a white couple, a white uh, so-called interracial couple, but there's no such thing as interracial. It's actually called crossbreed. But if you look at a so-called interracial couple, if you look at a white woman in the store with some black kids, them kids don't even resemble that woman, even though she gave birth to them. Let's use Kim Kardashian as an example. If you look at her child, her kids with Kanye West, her kids is black, even though she gave birth to them. So we have to, it's our job to teach the youth. The reason why they don't teach or they ban an African history in school because African history destroys the Constitution of America. It destroys America's platform. That's why they keep banning it. Brian Kemp has banned it in Atlanta, Georgia. Ron DeSantis has banned it in, in uh, Florida. Everything they're teaching us doesn't make sense, but what they're doing is called protection. They're protecting the Constitution of America. Because if you read the Constitution and you understand the Constitution, it's actually white people that cannot be citizens in America. If you understand the Constitution and you understand your history. But that's why they're teaching you the way they're teaching you. Because technically, white women come from black women. The white man come from the white man. If you know the definition of um, white people are called Caucasian. A lot of people don't know what that word means. But that word don't mean white people. That word means white Asians. 
which means the Asians created white people. The Asians were created by the albinos that left Africa. The albinos were created by black women. That's when the black man and the black woman had the blonde hair, blue-eyed kids. That's where that comes from. So no matter what we do, we have to educate ourselves, and we have to um, – you brought up Jane Elliott. Jane Elliott, I saw the video on her last night where she finally admitted that everybody on the earth has black people genes and genetics and DNA, okay? Everybody have a percentage, but we are the only people that's 100% black. Like, you know, when white people pass away, they turn black. A lot of people don't know that. Right. We are the only yes. people on the face. We are the only people on the face of the earth that's 100% human. That's why they don't teach you the definition of human in school, because human means black. Wow. That's why white people kids turn black, and and not only they turn black, they take on our features. Like if you, I just use Kanye West as an example. Naomi Oscar is another example. She's Asian and black. If you look at Naomi Oscar, she's predominantly black. She almost looks like Halle Berry with long hair. But if you look at uh, uh, Kanye West's kids, and I always tell people, look at, look at this. If you look at the features on these kids, those kids have natural big lips like black people. Them kids have natural dark skin like black people. Them kids' hair grow to the sky like black people. There's only one other thing that grows like black people's hair, and it's natural for the planet, and that's a tree. Black people and trees have crowns. So we are the original people, but we go to church and, and, and pray to something that's less than us. That's very interesting. You learn something new every day. Now, I, I did know that then, you know, Caucasian people do, you know, in passing, they do turn black. That's something that I definitely did know. That's why they bury their loved ones sad because they don't want to see that. But I wanted to kind of get your music a little bit. So the song Hey Love, I understand that you said it was about natural beauty. Can you like give me a little bit information, a little bit more information on that? Okay. Like how did you come so, up with the concept of the song? Okay, so Hey Love. Um, I got another song online that you can check out. It's called Beautiful. Um, so Hey Love is just another, uh, just a, a repeat of that song. What I... I look at the way black men are treating black women and black women are treating themselves, right? Like black women, a lot of black women have come to the term that bitch is appropriate for them, right? So when I listen to the music, you hear, oh, she good, she a bad bitch, and the, and the women just jamming to it. So I came up with the song Hey Love because there's some women out there that that don't even like that term. And so when I created Hey Love and I talk about a lot of stuff, it's like how, how men treat you. Men treat you the way they approach you or the way you approach them, right? If you approach them as a groupie or thirsty, then that's the way they're going to treat you. But what I did with Hey Love is, is I approached the woman how I seen her. That's how I wrote the song. So I approached the woman with respect because, like I said, I got, I got two little boys. And so they got a mother. And so I don't want to be on the record talking about I love this bitch and I love that bitch. And then they'd be like, Daddy, well, they might think they, I'm talking about their mama because they see me with their mama. So I said, so when I did the song, when I write music, I always think about 
who who gonna listen to these who gonna listen to my songs? And my number one and two fans is my two little boys. And so I try to put in their mind that respect the woman how you see her. Even if you see her in a bad way, just give her respect from the gate and then see where it goes. Like, hey, ma'am, hey, miss, how you doing? You know? Um, it's funny because when we go to a restaurant, I let my kids order their own food. And so my my youngest one is four years old. So he always says, um, can I get some sweet tea, ma'am? Thank you. Uh, can I get some, uh, may I have? And then he'll say, thank you. I appreciate it. And so uh, one lady said, there's a lot of manners over there at that table. And I said, mm-hmm. I said, thank you. He's only four. So, you know, kids pick up on what they see, that what they follow and what they see. And um, believe it or not, I wear a headphone all the time when I'm in the house. My youngest son wears a headphone. <laughs> so they follow us. They need us. We we are the guidance. Of, we are the guidance for these kids. We are the guidance for the future. Right. So in saying that, what would you say or who would you say musical like inspirations that you've had over the years? Um. You know, I can listen to anybody music, um, but Tupac is my favorite artist. Um, Tupac and Scarface, mm-hmm. they're my favorite they're my favorite artists. Um the reason why, you know, Tupac talked about a lot of struggles and a lot of music that he had a lot of people can relate to. You know, where whereas you got a lot of people who who would say, Oh, I had a hundred million dollars. I just lived in the project because it's cool. And you hear a lot of that in music. Um, so when I listen to Tupac, especially when he did Dear Mama, um, you know, I was hooked on him. I was already hooked on him since when he did Brenda Had a Baby. Um, same thing with Scarface. Um, I was always hooked on them. Now, don't get me wrong. They talk about things that I don't like, but just because I like them, I don't have to follow their life. You know, I like them as an artist and I like a lot of their work. And so... Just be like, you know, people always, like Tupac told you, hit the weed to get high. But I don't smoke. But that's what he did. And so I listened to a lot of stuff that he talked about. Because, you know, a lot of the um, depressions and stuff that we we have, a lot of it is we're putting on ourselves nowadays. We're bringing itself. That's why you see they're promoting uh, drugs, um, violence, um, homosexuality. Um, They're promoting all this on the black race, and all that is presenting, all they're doing is uh, creating, uh, trying to genocide, try to to get us to genocide ourselves. Because if he having sex with him, he's not not getting a woman pregnant. If she's having sex with her, she's not delivering a baby. If he's locked up in jail, he can't have sex with a woman, period. If he's high on dope, he don't care about a woman. He doesn't care about a woman. He just wants to get high. So um, so it's like basically like they're using it to uh, turn off the black man from the black woman and turn the black woman off from the black man. Mm-hmm. And, and I do get that a lot. You know, you find like sometimes like certain songs that, my children would listen to sometimes and I really 
sit back and I listen to the lyrics. I just have to tell them, you know, turn it off or switch it to something different. Um, in saying that, um, I guess I would like to ask, like, who are artists that you would like to work with either now or in the near future? Right now, a lot of these artists, is, I call it copycat music because they're doing the same stuff. Um, to me, I don't see anybody out right now um, that I would say I would co- want to collab with. Um, j- just because the way the game's going, and maybe it's because it's, it's still foggy and maybe it's still early. But um, I have a lot of people that could ask me to come in the studio and drop music with them. So the first thing I tell them, like, listen, if we getting on this track and you shooting somebody, are we? Are you smoking dope or drinking, or all you do is cussing out a woman, a female or something like that? I said, don't even ask me because, like this, rap is cool as long as the black man is cussing out the black woman. As soon as the black man start cussing out the white woman, rap's gonna become a problem. You know, it's right. it's, it's only a problem. It's only a problem when we do it, right? So it's like it's like I tell people all the time. I look at the the baby situation where he went to I guess he was out in Miami and he was talking about gay people and stuff like that. They banned this man, they tried to pull him off the radio, they tried to end his career. But I said, Where was all this at when Eminem was saying all that? When Eminem was making albums about homophobic people and stuff like that and didn't he didn't he didn't cut his tongue on anything. Where where was where was the gay people at, at that point in time? But all of a sudden, as soon as the baby said, you come out and crash try to crash this man's career. If 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 you if you get offended by homosexuality, get offended by no matter who says it. Don't get offended by when we say it. Get offended by when anybody says it. And we and then we can level the playing field. Right. Wow, that's deep. <laughs> that's deep. Because honestly, um, in thinking about it, like, so I know they have different artists that come out. Um, I can't really remember his name off, like Saucy Santana and different things like that. I know it's like catchy and, and, and it seems like, you know, everybody wants to sing it. And it, it just seems like it's a fashion statement nowadays. And, you know, don't get me wrong. A lot of people care for, you know, his music and what he might have to say and how, you know, his songs might come across. But also, too, you know, I have little girls and, you know, I have grandchildren who may ask these questions like, you know, mom, why is this person, you know, have facial hair, but they have makeup. So it's like different things that I get thrown my way from, you know, even the younger society and, you know, even younger people in their 20s and coming up. And, you know, you always wonder, like, hey, they hit me with that question. I don't even really know how to answer it, you know? So it's like you see it every single day, but you always wonder to yourself, like, is it is it because it's a fashion statement? Is it because it's, you know, the the hook is catchy? Is it because you just want something to bounce to? I just feel like, you know, nowadays, today's music is getting kind of lost. And it's like you have a lot of children that just want to, or a lot of adults even, that just want to follow in this trendy culture. So, yeah. 
I guess I would like to say, what do you have, like, what advice or information would you give to, like, um, other artists that may be feeling the same way or may, you know, have the same opinions but don't choose to vocalize themselves? So a lot of artists, so what they're doing, what the industry is doing, they're getting they're getting uh, uh, um, black people to destroy their own community. The more negative you are towards your community, the uh, the more they like you, right? So that's why you see what you see on TV. The um, you see all this drug promoting, all this this homosexuality. Um, like I say, I'm not against it, I'm, but I'm not with it. But I stay in the middle. But if if you notice, like if you listen to radio, all the music is about all the rap music, mostly about I shoot up this person, or 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 um, um, even women now talking about you know I'll suck them off for this much money, or this and that. They're doing that intentionally um, with a lot of artists. That's why a lot of these artists sign. That's why they sign these a lot of artists to these record deals. The record label really don't. The record label really doesn't care of if an artist makes money. They just want to see. They're going to promote you because you're destroying your community, and they love it. The whole thing. See, the white man has got tired of trying to kill us because he realized that okay, that has that's not working. So let's try to get them to kill themselves. So let's use what they love against them. Let's turn rap against the the black community. Let's turn the church against the black community. If you understand church, church is designed to destroy the black community, not help the black community. Because I grew up with pastors, reverends, and deacons in my family. I stopped going to my uncle's church when I was seven years old. A lot of the preachers, and just I look at preachers and rappers, we're all the same. Ball players, we're all the same because we get followers. We get people that follow us and want to be like us. The preacher is teaching the black people to a white man when it's impossible that we even are in the same path of that of each other. They try to tell us we are born the same way. No, we're not. You're white. I'm black. Your hair grows different. Your skin is different. If if you understand, like, a lot of things that we are taught, like I just said, if you want to know if God is white or Jesus is white, just ask anybody the definition of human. When you go to church on Sunday, ask your preacher what is the definition of human or hue, H-U-E. If you say, if he tells you the definition, I always say you need to punch him in the mouth because he's been lying to you. But if he doesn't know, you should ask him to look it up because you're telling us to follow something that doesn't make sense. It's the same thing with rap music. Rap is sending kids to early graves, jails, and corrupting their minds even worse than um, they, they probably would have ever been. Because a lot of kids don't smoke dope until they hear it on rap songs because they think it's cool. A lot of women play themselves and destroy their careers or destroy who they are. I always say like a woman, when, when women are young, they be like, um, I want I want me a thug or a gangster. But when they get older and the gangster's in jail and they got three kids, now they just want a good man. But you should have wanted that good man from the gate. 
true. And so do you think a lot of the reasons why, like, you hear about, you know, females wanting, like, that thug type is because of, I mean, I think it's because of their surroundings and so many other things. But I think also, too, is that it's the music, like, influence. Like, you want a bad boy. You want someone that's going to, you know, it's like for some females, they feel like, you know, that a man talks down to them, that's love. Like, that's their definition of oh, he loves me, or let's say, for example, if a female's in an abusive relationship, you know, they feel like, oh, he loves me, that's why he does it, even though he knows it hurts me, and it's like, I don't want to leave him, or I want to leave, but I feel like I'm stuck. I I, I mean, I, I get it, but... No, you could go ahead. So basically, what the women, what they're seeing is, the women is seeing the money and the jury. That's it. They'll do anything just to be in, 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 in that environment, right? They don't even care about themselves. A lot of women don't even care about themselves, right? If you pay attention, like, you see dudes fighting these women in the street, beating them up, and they still right there with them the next day. Um, I read an article one time where this black woman said she was dating this rich white man, and she said every time they have sex, the guy called them all kind of N's and B's and nasty whore and this. But after the next day, he would get up and take her shopping. So, and I said, so I commented on the thing. I said, listen, you need to leave that dude alone before you have kids. Because if you sitting there, like, when y'all having sex in the most passionate moment, and he's calling you a nigga or bitch or whatever, and and then the next day, you okay because he get up and, and spend $300,000 on you. Something's wrong with you. I always tell people like this, the money is the work of the devil. I, tell, I, I told this white dude one day, I said, man, you a white man. You need money to have a title. I said, I'm a black man. I'm a king before the money, and I'll be a king after the money. So to you, if you lose everything you are, what are you? If I lose everything I I ever have, I'm a still a king, bro. I'm a king before the money, and I'll be a king after the money. So this is what we have to teach our women. Be a queen. Be a queen all day. Don't play yourself to get caught up in stuff because you want to be around so-and-so or want to be with so-and-so, right? Just stay true to who mm-hmm. you are. I, I, um, The rapper named Meek Mills, Meek Mills said, it's hard to date women because my homeboys done smashed them all. <laughs> He's like, every woman I try to talk to done been with my homeboys or been with some homeboys of mine. So how am I supposed to hang around my homeboys and then I slept with my woman? Wow. And, and That's an uncomfortable situation. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I said that's an uncomfortable situation. How you sitting around a group of table with your girl and everybody done smash it? <laughs> what kind of conversation you gonna have? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much true because I mean, you know, a lot of times in the music industry you hear, you know, a couple they'll be together for a period of time and then before you know it, this person is having a baby by this person. It's it's a lot of sex. <laughs> A lot of sex giving ones in the music industry. It's a lot of women just having random, unprotected sex. 
it's a lot of children being made, and it's like the, the fathers is you know spread all over the place. It's like you know I remember be, I remember hearing um, a question being asked to like Nick Cannon on you know the amount of women that he has impregnated, and how does he spend so much time, or how does he spend any time with all of his children? You know, it's it's kind of weird to even hear that because, you know, I I was raised by a single mother even though my dad was there, but it's like I found it rather difficult. So it's like, you know, you think about it in the aspect it's like, you know, my dad is here, but then he has to turn around and leave and go home to his wife or his significant other or his partner. And then now with everything you hear about um, one minute you have a guy and he's in a relationship with a girl, and then the next minute he's, you know, he's in a same-sex relationship or she's in a same-sex relationship. It's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like to pass judgment. Whatever anyone's sexual preference is their sexual preference. Um, there's music that I choose to listen to and just music that I just can't, I just can't relate to it. Is it, is it my cup of tea? No, I don't judge anyone, you know, who does. But I found it really interesting that even in, you know, some of the songs that you do have, such as Snapshot and I'm Not, like, I didn't recall hearing any curse words. So, so basically, when we listen, oh, so basically sometimes when I make an album, I make a I make a, a, a A album and a B album, a B side and an A side. You got I make music for knuckleheads, but you never hear me talk about selling drugs or promoting drugs. You know I make songs that they would like, like rap star or um, I got a song called That Other Dude, and it's really um, like it's really uh, teaching women from a man's uh, perspective that. You're playing yourself just to try to get next to to uh, uh, a, a celebrity. Basically, if that man wants you, that man, is, I say, I told this one chick, I live out here in um, Alpharetta. So I asked this, um, this lady told me she dated Usher. This was a while back when I used to work, work right by a, a shop that um, Usher Baby Mama owns. And so the lady said, um, I date Usher. I said, okay. I said, so what's that? What, what are you telling me? I said, because I said, if you think that man, I said, I'm going to tell you like this from a man point of view. <clears throat> if you think that man means you any good, ask him to open you a business. Ask him to help start you a business. That's what I always tell people when they always brag on their significant other. other. I said, start a business or something like that. I said, that's where you're going to really see where that man's at. I said, rappers, ball players, they like women that's weak-minded, that's attracted to money. Because guess what? That's how you control them. Like um, one of my friends, she went through a divorce, and her and her husband owned a business. This lady never saw the checkbook. She never knew how much money the company was bringing in on anything. And so when she started to go on her own, the guy just cut the money off from her because he knew that he can't pay her bills because he controlled everything. And that's why you see a lot of these women getting treated the way they're treated because they're dating the man that's already have the money. But the man is thinking that I'm just with her for a while till I get tired of her. Then I just jump to the next, the next situation. 
because that's what's happening now. It's no more. It's no more relationship. Everything is a situationship. What kind of situation can you put me in, right? Like you hear even the women now, they are starting to accept that because they say, I heard a song where I heard two tracks, and one of the girls said, I don't, I don't have to beat on her because her baby daddy beat and skied on her. <laughs> so I was like, wow. And so, and then another one where the girl said, as long as he got money. Just find some reason to like them, okay? So <clears throat> those are the bad things that we teach in young girls. To be, no matter how he treats you, he got money. Same thing with the woman's side. No matter how he treats you or how she treats you, she got all the money. So you're going to do whatever just to stay in that, in, that, in that environment instead of going out and creating your own environment. Don't let the money control you. Control you. I always say the money is the work of the devil. Because you can get anybody to do anything for the right price, right? I turned down a five million dollar record deal about three months ago with a with a major label, and so uh, my wife was like, "Why'd you do that?" I said, "Because number one, the numbers ain't right," and I said, "I had a friend that was signed to the music business a while back, and." So they started doing the album. They went to Cal- they went to California to shoot this video. When they came back, I was sitting in the house with the whole group, and the business manager had called them. And so, the business manager t- called the guy named Chris, which was one part of the group, one of the guys in the group. And he said, "Hey, Chris, is the guys over there?" He said, "Yeah, everybody's here." He's like, "What's going on?" They said, "Like the be- the business manager said, hey, we heard the album, but we want to see if we can take the album in a different direction." So Chris was like, I'm confused because y'all signed us off the music we sent y'all, but now y'all want us to take a different direction? Which direction y'all trying to go? So the business manager said, we want y'all to be gangsters, killers, and drug dealers. So Chris said, we don't know anything about that music. Now, this is a major record label. Chris goes, we don't know anything about that music. We, We don't know anything about gangsters. We don't know anything about drugs. We don't know how to sell dope. He's like, man, I come from Texas. These dudes live here. They never sold dope in their life. We, I never sold dope in my life. So basically, they won't change their style. They won't do what the industry did. And I applaud Chris for that. So the ind- so the label let them go. And the group is called Afroplane. You can look them up on YouTube. Um, it's a, it's an old group, but it was a, I used to date his sister, and I used to always be over to his house. And so when the label did that to them, I'm like, man, imagine what they're doing to all these other artists that are coming out. Because if they did that to them, they're probably that's why you heard like back in the day when when they interview a lot of artists and and they say well your hometown you come from them boys say you ain't never been no drug dealer but all of a sudden you sign a record deal now you a Billy Badass with a Smith and Weston how where that come from that's because the label turning them in to gangsters so basically if you if you do a, a music award and you got thirty gangsters on one show some gangster shit supposed to happen. Somebody's supposed to get shot. Somebody's supposed to get killed, or these ain't gangsters. That's why you see what you see in the industry, and that's why you see what you see in now, with, especially with a long time with all these rappers steadily being killed. Okay, yeah. I, I definitely do see it. I mean, you, you hear about it time and time again about, you know, just even rappers that I haven't really heard about um, that's come up or come up and coming that, you know, they're just getting gunned down, like, left, right, and center. And you think, I just think to myself, like, 
what what has music come to nowadays? You know, even sometimes I still like to club. I still like to go out and enjoy music and just be around other adults who are enjoying music. And the crowd is so much different, you can tell. But then certain songs come on, it's like, you know, you can see, you know, some of the men and some of the women, it's like they completely transform, like they turn wild. And everyone who wants to go out and have a good time, right? But I just like music that, you know, sounds good, has a, you know, good beat, um, you know, something that's catchy, something that's definitely for the people. But, you know, I don't, I'm not the type that wants to hear about killing or selling drugs or, you know, taking drugs for that matter. Um, I you know, try to think about my children and what I would like them to listen to or hope that they listen to. What what advice or what things would you say, let's say, for example, if one of your sons, right, then they get older and the genre of music that they choose to listen to, what if it's something that's not to your liking or, you know, something that does glorify, you know, drugs or murder or anything like that, like what, what would you say to your son or a family member or just someone, you know, that you don't know that, you know, does listen to that type of music? So basically my grandma, and I missed her dearly, but um, she always used to tell me anything that entertains you, trains you. So anything that entertains you, trains you for what you want to be. Like, you know, kids like basketball. They want to play basketball. Kids like football. They want to play football. When you listen, I tell my kids all the time, music is just entertainment. But I said, listen, I don't want you to get in the habit of listening to certain styles of music. Now, I like Tupac, but I listen to Tupac when I'm by myself. Now, I'm I'm just like everybody else. When Ambition as a writer come on, I got the windows down. I'm probably on the interstate, 400, doing about 80. Because that song does it gets you going, but at the end of the day, I tell my kids, I said I don't care what you listen to, right? But I want you to listen to something that you can listen to with daddy. So if you can't listen to it with daddy and mommy, then I don't want you listening to it. When I'm when when I I play like when I'm with my kids, I play like Mary J. Blige, um, like um. I play like uh I play Boys the Men. I play like um I play like a lot of different old school music because I want them to understand what music really is. The stuff that's coming out now, that's not music. Like music when they made music back in the day, that music bumped for a whole year. When they make music now, that music bumps for like one or two months and then it's on to the next one. So I I when I make my music I try to stick to the old school ritual, but I also try to bring a new school uh, swing to it. And I definitely do like that. I definitely do like that. So before we pass the mic off to JT, I wanted to um, just check in with Jay to see if we have any callers on the line. All right. Let's see if we have any callers. Uh, well, I just want to say, if you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is just press 1. If you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is just press 1, and we'll bring you on. We're talking to the mind about many different topics. 
So again, if you're streaming from your phone, just press 1. If you're streaming from an app or a third-party website or a link or anything like that, and you don't have the number in front of you, that number is 929-477-3872. Again, if you're on an app, third-party website, link, anything like that, give us a call at 929-477-3872. And then press 1. We're talking to the mind. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, we don't really have any have many calls, but you know, like I always say, you know, you don't have to call uh to actually, you know, contribute to the topics or anything like that if you don't want to. Uh you don't have to you could just call in and say, Hey, great show or hey, interesting topics or hey, uh you know, I just you know, I'm just checking in, you know, like what you guys are doing. You can say that too. You know. Again, for anybody new to this listed, you're listening to the Digital Meet and Greet on Blog Talk Radio with guest DeMine. And, uh, yeah, we're talking about many different topics. Uh, DeMine, uh, let me ask you something about your single. Who do, who produced okay. it? Okay. Uh, my homeboy called Five Fire Beats. Five Fire Beats? Five Fire, F-I-E, F-I-E. Oh, five five beats. Okay, definitely, definitely. It, now, is this the producer you usually work with, or this is uh? Yeah, that's my boy. That's, that's the one I'm usually. That's the one I usually um always work with. Okay, okay. Um, excuse me. Apologize, you guys. <clears throat> you know, getting late for for us old folks. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> But y'all call in still, though. You know, y'all still call in. Um, uh, what was the other thing I was going to ask you? Uh, now, are you are you now? I know you have you know you have five five beats, but are you up to working with other producers or anything like that? Uh, any, I mean, if anybody wants to submit a track to you or what, what you know, what's your thoughts on that? Or is it strictly you and your boy? Like you're not you're not you don't so, care how the beat sound. You ain't working with nobody else. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, so what I do is like I create I create my own beats to what I'm doing. Like I don't never go and get pre made beats from from artists or from producers. Like when we get when me and him in the studio, it's coming from scratch. And sometimes like we might have a beat that we can't figure out what's going on with it and then we are, we might come back to it. Um but most of the times like a hundred percent of the times, if you hear me on the track, I I created the beat also. Like we also put the beat together. Like it's not just I walk in the studio and he got beats. Hey, check these out. That's 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 not how I roll. Because mm. I, I want my beats to um, it gives me the flow I want, and it and it and it gives me to uh, the uh, energy I want to put on the track and the energy I want to see come back from the track. Okay. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Oh, that's that's a good answer. That's understandable. Um, because no, you know, instead of having a pre-made beat and you try to fit your lyrics to it, you know, you want to just kind of create it both at the same time. I, I suppose you know, just have everything so it can flow. But let's let's say this right. Picture this scenario. There's an artist that already has a song, already got the track, already got the chorus, already got everything you know, together, but he just got to, 
he wants to do a collabo with you, but he wants he got like a like a spot left for you just to lay down your verse. Would you would you be willing to do something like that, or are you just strictly like, eh, I'm good if it's not my shit? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, first of all, I got to see what he's talking about. Like I always tell people when we collab, let me hear what you're talking about, because I don't want to be on the. I mean, I don't I don't care what you do as an artist, but when I work with you. I bring the track to a certain level. Like, you cannot be on the track talking about I puff all day and I'm on the track talking some anti-getting-high shit. It's not going to go together. Like, my producer, I've been working with him for a long time, and his son asked me to do a song. But his son does a lot of smoke records, smoking records. So he told him, he said, man, James ain't going to work with you, bro. And he said, I, he said, I know him James for forever. This is my boy. But he's not going to get on this song. I just know him, so I don't want to ask him. And so, uh, and I told D, I said, I said, listen, I told the kid, I said, man, this one's hard. I said, I said, I've known you since you was in diapers. And I said, to tell you no, it seems like I'm telling my child no. But at the same time, I said, man, I don't want to stoop down to anybody's level. I don't want to just get on a track just to get on a track with somebody. I say if, if we if we change the topic if we if we do this and this I'll get on the track with you, but if we talk about smoking and shooting people and drinking, I I, I those are just something I I just can't do, bro. I said I love you to death, man. I'll, I'll work with you on anything. If, I want you let me create you a track and we work together, and that way like you understand that way we we can work on it together. But I cannot if it comes down to you smoking and shooting people. I, I cannot do that. I'm, I'm sick of those type of music, anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me let me say this. Same scenario, right? Same scenario where he just has the you know the artist has everything complete, just just got a just an open just a slot where he wants you to spit something on. But he's actually speaking something positive. Would you would you be willing to do it that way? Or are you still yeah, like, I mean, nah, we got to my producer? You know what? You know, everything you do don't have to be positive. And I, and I say that a lot, too, because after everything in life you, you ain't gonna, you're going to do ain't going to be positive. But I just can't be too negative. I just can't be I don't care about this nigga. I blow his head off with my pill. I can't be that way. That's not me. Yeah. So, you know, I can make certain – I can go to a certain level. I can go to any level I want to, but I choose to stay at a certain level because – a lot of things sometimes you put stuff out and it comes back to you. You're like, but I say if it's like if I'm feeling it and I'd be like I like that because I walked up into a um, studio and I heard the track and I was like man that's just fire man and so um and so like uh, the guy was like hey this dude supposed to show up but he didn't show up and I said okay he said you want you, you an artist I said yeah I'm supposed to be using the studio in a little bit. He was like, what What'd you think about the track? I said, man, I can rock the hell out of this track, man. I said, I can even come up with a hook for it. And so he was like, what? He was like, what would you put on there? So I would call this track the re-up. So he was like, do a hook. So I went in the, I said, wait a minute. You going to put me on the track or you going to steal my shit? <laughs> what are we going to do here? So he said, okay, I'll put you on the track. So I said, okay, I'm going to do the hook and then I'm going to write a verse. So I did the verse. I did the hook first. They loved the hook. So they said, yeah, do a verse. So I said, I'm going to sit here and write the verse. So I said, give me 10 minutes. So I wrote the verse, did his stuff, and then went to the studio and did my own thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Definitely, definitely. 
Now, I also want to ask, uh, as long as I've been knowing you and been working with you on stuff, you know, you know, doing your marketing and your PR and, you know, getting you more publicity and you know what I do, um, Media Blast PR. Hit me up if you guys want some want that work. Uh, I've, I've, I've only known you to put out singles, you know, which is, I mean, you know, I mean, that's not a bad thing, you know, putting out singles. But is there... Is there a full-length Demine album that we should know about, or is it one coming on the way? So what I've done is, you know, I'm always doing music. I own a small business, and and so when when I get bored, I'll drop a single. <laughs> so it's funny that I always <laughs> drop almost a whole album as a single, but it's cool though because I was like, you know, it's just it's just like dropping the album, but you drop it piece by piece. So people like. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, man, are you the same artist that did the other dudes? I said, yeah. Is this an album? I said, it's actually an album, and I'm going to join the album together. I got new tracks coming out for the album when I get ready to release it. But I said, I got a new song coming out called Rap Star probably in about four or five months. So um, I said, but right now, one thing I learned is consistency. And so if you keep dropping, keep dropping, and then, you know, because I look on my SoundCloud and every track is almost at a million spins or better. And so I was like, okay, you know, now you're getting to build the audience. Now people start feeling you. They're commenting on your music. They're liking what you're doing. They're liking what you bring to the industry. They're liking the change. So, um, so that's why I keep doing a single every six months or every three months or every time I feel like uh, putting one out. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, let me get back to the uh, the producing thing again before I uh, pass it off to one of the great co-hosts. Do you um, – okay, I lost my train of thought. Okay, here's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> uh, say, going back to the, the producing thing, right? Now, say – now, I know you work with uh, Fi-Fi and – you know, you like to tell them, hey, nah, put this together. You know, you, you put it together from scratch, right? No pre-mades. Yeah. But what if no there is, what if you could, no pre-mades, but I just want to throw this in there, put this scenario out there. What if there's a pre-made from a producer that you think is actually like, yo, his, his brand, his beats, they're, they're sick, but he just want to, he just want to say, yo, DeMond, just check these tracks out. He's not, he's not, he don't even want to charge you. He just wants you to jump on a beat, but he, like, 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 you know, uh, uh, you know, just I don't know, I don't know, just a just a a beat maker with some fire ass stuff, or another scenario, perhaps a beat maker with a name, right? A producer with a name, but you just got to get the track from them. They don't, you know, they don't really no opportunity to sit in the studio with them. Like maybe like a Timberland or somebody or a Pharrell, you know. I know they're that's kind of old old names now. I know that you got these uh, DJ Mustards and guys out now. I don't know. I don't know who, who's hot as far in the mainstream as far as producers. But uh, but yeah, what what if you had an opportunity like that? Would you would you still do it or is it still like nah? I need something from scratch. So you got to be careful with Pharrell beats because Pharrell, the one who ran uh, Robin Thicke out of whoa, business, whoa, whoa, whoa. he did what now? So you got to be careful with Pharrell Beats because Pharrell, the one who ran Robin Thicke out of business, uh, Pharrell, Robin Thicke is that white R&B singer. 
Well, not to cut you off, not to cut you off. Let me let me kind of bring it back a little bit. Not not Pharrell per se. I'm saying like a producer that's already established has a name. That's you know like that's what I mean. Not not him. You don't have to be him. But I'm talking about but no, like no. a like. But yeah, like even like a DJ Mustard. Uh, you know what? Any yeah, you know you see what I'm saying. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. The reason why I like to make my beats from scratch <clears throat> is because you got to be careful. You don't know if people sample somebody's thing or somebody's music without uh, without um, permission. And so, mm-hmm. like, we've got in trouble for that for a while back where we did a song, and I thought the song had cleared, but it was a sample of Busy Bone. Um, it was a, a hook from Busy Bone. So we did the song, and, and we go to try to release the record. And next thing you know, I asked the guy, did you get permission to clear the track? He said, permission to clear the track. I said, yeah, you, if, if it's, if it's, you got to give, in a, in a music sample, if it's over eight seconds, you have to pay that artist. Mm-hmm. The artist has to get paid. You cannot take this sample and just put it out. And I said, there's a way to clear that sample, but you can't release it, then try to clear it. You got to clear it before it releases. Because I said, you can go to Harry Fox and get and, and, and get the sample cleared through Harry Fox license. But you, I was like, this is why I don't work with a lot of artists because you have to make sure that somebody that, you know, that's why I build my track from scratch. So there's no doubt that we created all this. And so when you when you get tracks from other people, because people right now, a lot of artists do, or a lot of producers do what they call making Jeezy-type beats or TI-type beats or Gucci-type beats, where you don't know if they're sampling music that they don't have the license to, or they're sampling a song and didn't get a clearance on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree. Yeah, they yeah they do do that kind of janky stuff. Um. Yeah, I, I could I could see why you yeah why you wouldn't. Also, you can you can you can tell us about the Pharrell situation too. I didn't not to cut you off. I just wanted to know. I just want to get to the that part of the answer before you got to the to that part. You know what I mean? But what what was like what were you saying about Pharrell? So Pharrell run Robert Thicke out of business, out of the music business, because he kept producing tracks for for uh, Robin Thicke, but he was sampling Marvin Gaye. And won't pay the won't pay the family. So, Robin Thicke did a song with Pharrell, and I forgot the name of the song, but he sampled this song from Marvin Gaye called I think um I think the song was called Blurred Lines or something. So he sampled from Robin Gaye, and the family got tired of it. The family like, listen, this is the third time you done stole music from my catalog, and we ain't getting paid. So they end up suing him for about seven million per song. And one, so that's why I'm saying with Pharrell beats, you got to be careful because, you know, a lot of people get in trouble with his beats, man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That's yeah, yeah. You're right. They'll sample, won't tell you what it's sampled from, and or they themselves don't even know where it's sampled from. They'll get, you know, they'll get something off of. I, I know a lot of. The newer generation uh, producers don't sample from vinyl records and stuff like that anymore, but they'll they'll find a sound off of something off of YouTube and take it and try to remix it and remake it and 
don't even care. But let, you know what? Since we're talking about that, there's something I want to vent about. I ain't going to take too long. I just want to vent. A lot of these new artists or younger artists, they do not – I mean, I don't – I don't. I really don't. I really don't care about where artists get their beats from. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm not one of those. If it, if it's banging, it's banging. Just as long as it's you know, you know, it's legit, like you said. Even if, you know, even if like as long as it's legit. I, I don't. I don't. You know, I don't frown upon people using pre-made tracks. But what I do frown upon is these new artists. They don't even know who they got the beat from sometimes. Like they so don't care. Like the producer's role is so like. Oh, some guy named I forgot the fucking dude's name. I just he had it on a site and I paid twenty five dollars to lease it and I downloaded it and use it. I don't give a fuck. Like yo, I I, I don't I, that makes me mad. They don't even they don't even credit because I remember I remember uh, a while back and and I know everybody on the panel knows that too. You would see in the inserts it'll say produced by such and such, produced by. They don't even do that now. Like they don't even care. They like. like Oh, some dude on YouTube I got it from. I, I leased it for one fifty. I I forgot his name. I don't even know how to spell it. How do you not know how to credit the producer? Uh, that that makes me mad. <laughs> so what they're doing that. so what they're doing, so it's like Little Nas. Little Nas X did the song Old Time Road. He got that beat off the internet for twenty five dollars. <laughs> he got that beat but, but, and made, okay. and made not, well, okay, not, but he credits the producer though, don't he? Little Nas X credited the producer. He, what? No, he had to. The, yeah, the producer he had ain't to. Sit there and let you, the producer ain't gonna, he ain't gonna sit there and let you make fifty million and talk about uh, you only paid him twenty five dollars. So mm-hmm. when you get beat, uh, my niece, my niece does the same thing, and I got mad at her, so she hasn't called me back in like two years since I told her that. I said, stop going on the internet and getting these beats. And then you releasing these beats, and you don't have no contract with these artists. You put a song out, and that song takes off. Now you and this guy can't come to agreement, and so that song mm-hmm. takes off and make millions of dollars. And this guy said, "Hey, you stole my beat. I didn't give you that beat. Now you and now he's suing you for the money you made off the song. And then if he wins, if he sues you for the money off the song and wins twenty million from you." Now you got you you gonna take a double L because you gotta pay taxes on on the money you made even though you had to give it to him because he he claimed you stole his beat and without without getting any without getting any paperwork or getting anything in writing about this beat and how much you gonna pay him if he's gonna get the regular producer royalties or you gonna give him five cents a, a single so so you gotta understand what you're doing that's a, stop going on the internet and getting these beats that you see if you deal with somebody, get a contract, even if it's a text. A text is considered yeah. a yeah. text is considered blueprint. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't I don't I, like I don't find, like if they if they if they must get it off a link off of something, I don't mind. Just get, get, work something out with the producer. I I I don't I even like there and I'm talking about artists I that some of y'all know them. <laughs> I, I, I love these artists. They're not bad guys. They do their thing. But like like that just irks me that they just they do that. I don't like I said if you if you don't and I'm not the artist, <laughs> but it just irks me as somebody that works with those people that uh that, that just 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 talk just talk to the just talk to just email the guy if you if you insist on doing it that way at least do that you know yeah 
Get something in writing. You yeah. got to get something in writing if you're going to release it. Now, they got a website mm-hmm. called Song Submit. And Song Submit, what they do is, like, if you're a producer, you can put 100 tracks on this website and get let let people pick from the beats, like Kanye West, um, Master P, um, no, um, Pharrell, whoever, whoever raps. Anybody that raps and on that site can go and listen to beats that you put up on there. I don't do yeah. that, but they got a site where you can submit songs to video games and stuff like that and get video games and TV placements. That's the only thing I do because I know my song is 100% produced by my boy and my song is written by me. So basically, like he tells me all the time, he said, basically you, co- you co-produce your beats because you sit here and tell me, like you're sitting there telling me the drum pattern, how you want the beat to drop, how you want the 808 to drop, how you want the other drums to drop, what kind of synthesizer you want in there, if you want pianos. So he said, you're you basically co-producing this track. I'm just putting it together. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah, the song oh, yeah. Hey Love, we produced the song Hey Love, and the beat was so fire, I didn't even have a hook for it. So what happened was, like, he was like, I was like, man, let me go outside and get a drink of water. I'll come back in and listen to, and see if I can come up with a hook with it. Because I said, I, the beat's hot. I can't come up with a hook with it. So what happened was I went outside, I came back in, and I just started saying, he was like, put something on the song so I can mark the type, so I can uh, label the song into this uh, computer so I know where to find it next time when you come and bring the lyrics. So I just went, hey, love, what's your name? Hey, love, what's your number? Hey, love, can it be me and you for the summer? So he was like, man, that's hot. So I just so I just left it like that. <laughs> that's how yeah. I, that's how we got the song. Mhm. Oh yeah, well yeah, it's pretty, pretty, you know, yeah, pretty pretty interesting uh, how the song came about, you know. Oh yeah, well the mind we don't have much people in the in the queue, so uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass it off to the. Uh, well, not much people have, you know, we just got people streaming. <laughs> Definitely thank you for people streaming. That's fine. Uh, you know, we can talk black oh, yeah. history. We can talk the mind. We can talk music. I, you know, we can talk religion. We can talk whatever you want to talk. You know, I'm always open to any title because I can always, you know, say stuff with responsibility and try to get people to understand why I'm saying it and then point them to a vision. So not does they listen to me or not does they have to believe what I say, but I teach them how to do a quick research on things. So we can pretty much cover whatever you want to cover, man. It's a free night. It's, it's black history. We here. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, well, let me, let me see. Uh, JT, let me see if JT wants Yo. to jump back on the mic. Yeah. Yeah, man. I had I a question had... Uh, for DeMond. Wanted, wanted to get his take something I ran across yesterday when I was just reading through certain things. And uh, I came across a a quote from a lady that's real controversial, I guess, in the government, um, Marjorie Green. Uh, she came out with a quote, and, and, and it's the perfect night for the mind to speak on this. But she said, and I quote, that she was standing in the gap for white males because she believes in her mind that white men are the most disrespected and mistreated people in America. And in the mind, I want to get your take on that. Um, I thought that was, I, 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 
I really thought that that really confirms to me that people really think their own thoughts and what is factual or not. It just puts stuff out there in the atmosphere. You know, I don't know if it's for likes, if it's for, but there were people that were co-signing on that. But I wanted to get your take on that. I also wanted to, you know, open it up to the panel to also, you know what I'm saying, give their views on it. I think I think it's sad that we got to put stuff out there that is, is obviously um, overthinking and, and just to, you know, continue a, 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 a speech of, or a logic of, of thought that doesn't doesn't have a foundation. But I'm going to throw it to you, DeMond, and start it off. Your thoughts on this? So what what white – and I don't have a problem with white people. I do – I'm cool with a lot of them. But what the white – a lot of white people are trying to do is the guilt trip. And then they're using us because, like I say, money is the work of the devil. You can get – with money, you can get people to say and do whatever they want to say. To me, I think that a lot of the white people are starting to feel guilty for for what they've done over the over the years in to other race and other nationalities. But we've we've black people we've been so taught to respect white people in Jesus Christ. With with that being said, when you have people just throw haymakers and hope they stick, a lot of them just looking for attention. And they're attention seekers because they would say, and and then a lot of people agree with those type of people because a lot of them don't know a lot of what they own people been through to try to make sure that they can ride a school bus or they have the same opportunity to drink a, a, a water fountain from a water fountain in a gym as the same white person. Um, I always say it's sad, but we as black people, because we've been taught wrong for so long. Because Shannon Sharp said it best. Um, Shannon Sharp said it best. He said, "Love thy neighbor is in the Bible." I'm not in the Bible. I fuck you up, you know. Um, you know. With that being said, it's like I'm gonna treat you the way you treat me. So, if you understand, they use they use they use the guilt trip. To try to say, hey, we owe them more. We don't. I don't think we owe them anything. Um, if anything, they owe us, and they still owe us. To to um, they still owe us a lot. We we built this country. We we built this country off, off our backs. Our ancestors have built this country. We've continued to build this country. We support. We we if you know the black race is the financial source for America. I read this in an article. Nothing can be number one without black people. If you got the number one car sales in the business, I bet you 700,000 people that bought cars that made that sold a million cars is black people. Same thing with clothes. When you hear somebody say we got the number one clothes line, it's because of us. It's not because of them. White people don't wear white people clothes. How many times have you seen a white person walk around with Gucci on? So the, the, I think what it is is guilt trip, and I think, like, they're using us to try to, 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 to help 
smooth things over for them. And that's wrong because before you can say that, you've got to correct all the wrong you've done and not just brush it over as, oh, now we the villain, right? Like I always say, yeah. how can the police – how can the police be scared of us? How can the white man be scared of us and want to shoot and kill us every time they bump into us, but we're the same people they used to rape? How do you go from raping us to now you fearing us? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild how that goes. I'm bringing my co-host in um, for uh, comment and questions, Sharika E. Thanks, JT. Could you post that question one more time? I, I think I understood it, but I just wanted to hear it one more time before I give my comments. Yeah, so I was looking, um, I was doing some research yesterday and I ran across a comment. Um, I believe her name is Marjorie Green. Um, must be, I don't know if she's in the Senate or the House, but she made a comment yesterday saying that she was standing in the gap for all white men, saying that they are the, uh, some of the most mistreated and disrespect, disrespected people in America. And um, that was posted on Twitter uh, yesterday, and I wanted to get your, your reaction, your comments, and your take on So Marjorie Green, is she a black or brown person, she, or is she Caucasian? Or she Caucasian. Yeah, she's yeah, white lady. I think I heard something like that before, but I didn't, you know, I don't know who said it, what, you know, what race she was or nationality or anything like that. Honestly, I would say that I, I don't think she's correct on that, because if that would be the case, then why do white men feel like they are so superior to black men? In essence, number one, to, in my opinion, they're threatened by black men, just in everything, sports, um, um, what else, education, um, you know, as far as being handy, different things that they can do, um, just everything in general to me, you know, says to me that they feel inferior and they feel intimidated. That's why, you know, a lot of times when you see on these media outlets where something comes across as a white man, you know, seeing a black man jogging in the neighborhood and he decides to investigate. And then next thing you know, an investigation comes to a shooting. So at what point did it come to that? You couldn't have thought that he was coming in to rob anyone. He was just happened to potentially be in that neighborhood. You know, you always find these stories and you think to yourself, how is that? Because I know that is a question that I ask myself all the time. Like, at what point do you get to that point? Because we are all, you know, we, you know, we all bleed the same color. But at what point do you feel like you are threatened by another person and their skin color that you feel like you want to take over? Or you feel like they should have nothing or they are nothing? And I, I don't think that that's... I, I, you know, in her saying that, I think she was trying to give some credit to white men. However, that's far and few between. You have some white men that are great men, that are great husbands and fathers and providers and protectors. Yes. But 
you have men in general that just do the same thing. But I find a lot of times when there is you know, the confrontation between two men of different races, whether it's black and white or Indian and black or whatever, you find that a lot of times that person takes it to the extreme because they feel intimidated by that black man. I feel to me that black men hold a certain power because they, they're very dominant. And you can sometimes tell a man's dominance by his facial features or his stance, the way he speaks. You know, you have some men that speak, some black men that speak very well. And white men, you know, in higher power, they feel like, who is this? Who is this, you know, male that can speak like this? You know, they're never going to admit it or they're not going to say it. But a lot of times that's what I find. It's kind of disheartening because I just feel like instead of, you know, white men or white people in general trying to look down at black people or, you know, turn their nose down or think they're better than them um, and feel superior to, there's a lot of things that you know, white people take instead of learning and using those instances as learning experiences something that they can teach their children about. You know, when I first moved to the United States, um, I used to always hear people say, you know, this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. But then as I dived into it a lot more and just found so many different instances, whether it be the news or whether it be social media or just things that you hear in general, like walking in today's society, I have come to the realization that this is not the land of the free and the home and the brave. Yes, it has many different opportunities, you know, that others may not have. But in essence, you still have to work like you're a slave. So to me, this is the land of the wicked and the home of the slave. That's, but that's just my gist of it. I think that it's very interesting that she made that comment because it's not correct. If, you, if she was doing it by trying to, you know, get a rise out of, the, you know, out of the community or black people in general or making, you know, white men feel like they're superior, she did a terrible job. And that's just my opinion. Let, let me say this. Um, so I always tell people like this about um, about about six years ago, the government came on TV and said more interracial babies are being born than pure white babies. A lot of people didn't understand. A lot of people didn't get the memo. But what they were saying is black children, white people off in record numbers through so-called interracial dating. If you notice, when white people have kids, their kids turn black. When they have kids with black people, their kids turn black. So I was telling my friend, this is why the cops is killing black people and try to pretend that they fear us, right? If you ever notice when a cop comes in contact with a black person, there's a 99 or 95% chance that person is going to get killed, even if it's a boy, even if it's a young boy. They're doing it intentionally, and like, because uh, Chuck D said it 35 years ago, fear of a black planet. What you're seeing 
is a black planet. What 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 you're seeing is is going back to where it originated from, a black planet. And so when they mix with us, their kids turn like us. That's why you see the killings. Um, that's why you see all these killings of black women, black men, black kids, because we're killing them off. And so I said to myself, we have to really look at the problem because we have to address our own community that you're the reason why these kids are getting killed. Like there's a white cop in Marietta, Georgia, said we only shoot black people, right? Okay. There was a young black girl about nine months ago uh, got off a school bus in Cleveland, Ohio. Two girls was about to jump her. She called the cops. See, the cops got there. They said she had a knife in her hand. The cops said she lunged at this girl, so he shot and killed her. He didn't shoot to wound her or make her drop the knife. He shoot to kill this girl. December 31st, 2022, which is not even 60 days ago, a white man, a grown-ass white man, went down to Town Square, New York, and cut three cops with a knife. Three cops cut them. Sent them to the emergency room. Not one cop killed this man. But here, you got a cop that shot and killed a young black girl with a knife. But this man got a machete. So what you're seeing is, is them is trying to slow down. They're trying to slow down black wealth. They're trying to slow down black improvement, black everything, right? Because black people are starting to do stuff that we don't supposed to be doing. We're, we're buying houses. We're opening up businesses. LeBron James came from sleeping off somebody's couch to being worth a billion dollars. That's not supposed to happen from on, on, in America. They don't teach us growth. And so when we learn it on our own, they feel a certain way. It's the same thing I tell people about Jesus Christ. I tell people about everything that we've done they're trying to keep us to think that they're better than us. I said, lo and behold, and I want, I'll tell people this, the white boy they call Jesus Christ, that's not really his real name. I said, that white boy, he was gay. His real name is Isaiah Borgia. I said, he was gay. His daddy was gay. I said, this dude, was a, he was a train wreck. He was basically like Christopher Columbus. But they have taught us to respect him. Why? Because we don't read to find out his history. If we read to find out who we worship, and I'm going to tell people who he is so they can look it up. The white boy that they call Jesus Christ, I don't care what church you go to, the white boy they call Jesus Christ, his real name is Isaiah Borgia. He wasn't born 2,000 years ago. He was born September 13, 1475. He was killed March 12, 1507. His daddy's name was Rodrigo Borgia. His mama's name was Bonanza. He didn't die on no cross for nobody's sin. That boy was killed because he killed his own brother because his brother found out he was sleeping with their sister. If you read the story on this clown, we, we follow stuff with no facts, so they figure they can tell us anything. And they done got to the point that it's ridiculous now. They just tell us anything. But we have to, like this show, like Blacktopia, like JT, the other hosts, um, we have to, if we know better, we have to try to be put ourselves in positions to teach better. 
And every time, if I'm on a show like this, I talk about different topics. This is why I like to do random stuff because we these types of information get out. And then when people start hearing it, they start to question it. So that's the only way we're going to break this, this Jesus Christ curse. We already broke the financial curse. We already broke the business curse because a lot of black people own businesses that were never taught how to run a business. I tell people like this, a black man can go to the bank and get a twenty, can get a $200,000 student loan, but he cannot go to the bank and get a $10,000 business loan. That tells you where we are in America. That tells you what America is not designed for us to flourish. But somehow we're still doing it. Now that we're doing it, we have to learn. Like, I always say like this. Rappers say, I'm the best rapper. I never say that. I want to say we the best rapper because that means I'm bringing along a lot of people with me. It's not just me. That's what creates jealousy. That's what creates, creates drama. Nike didn't build Nike by itself. Nike had help. We the number one shoe company in the world. Not me, not I, it's we. Until we get to that point, we're going to always have issues. We're going to always have issues with black people because you never had them say we. It's always um the best or I the best. A lot of other races say we. The Latinos say we. And with Marjorie Green. That lady is brain dead. <laughs> um, she gets all on a panel and she will say anything. I guess because people give, like, Obama a lot of respect. People give, like, LeBron James a lot of respect. And she feels that white men do a lot, but they don't get noticed. We we see y'all, but we what we want y'all to do is we want y'all to repair, recreate to the black community, for all the damages and stuff that you've done to them, admit that you admit that you made mistakes and uh, and 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 compensate for the mistakes you made, and then maybe maybe we can get to the point to where we can sit down and drink a cup of water together. Uh-huh. So I I have a question for the mind. I have a question. Actually, it's for the panel um, in general, but. So it's been some time ago where, you know, Kanye West had his whole deal with Adidas and he happened to offend the Jewish community. And, you know, a lot of his endorsements were being taken away and, you know, contracts that he had signed um, with Adidas and stuff. But now I'm seeing, like, posts about him potentially going back into partnership with Adidas. Like, how do you feel about that? So what happened was Adidas realized that they're going to lose $2 billion. It's all about the money. So, hey, Kanye West, we made a mistake. We need you. <laughs> we need you. Nobody, Nothing else is selling. Them Yeezys were selling and stuff like that. Now, tell people like this. The original Jews were black. The original people is black. Um, we have to start standing up and saying that. That's why when Kyrie Irving returned to the Brooklyn um when Kyrie Irving returned to the Brooklyn Nets, you have five thousand Jews walk down to the uh, Barcade Center to to, to 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 greet him. Because you know, it's not that what they're trying to do is turn African history 
into racism and turn when we start to learn who we are they start to turn it into racism because like i said earlier in the show african history destroys the constitution of america right i said there's a clause in the constitution that says black people cannot be citizens because we're one-third of a human that's not true we're the only race on the god's green earth that's 100 percent human if you're not considered black you're not considered human like I say, this is why they don't teach you the definition of human in school. I told my son, my son came home one day, and he said, um, he said, Daddy, this mixed kid called me a monkey. <laughs> so I said, okay. I said, what did the teacher say? The teacher didn't say nothing. I said, okay. I said, so I said, first of all, I want you to, I want you to understand this. If you tell the teacher something and she don't do anything, just just talk to me, and we'll go to the school. But I said, the next time he calls you a monkey, ask him what's the definition of human. So he goes to school. Two days later, they get into it. He asked the kid what's the definition of human. I, t- I explained to him the definition of human as in human means brown, black, or copper-skinned man. The kid went home, said something to his mom about it. The mom got offended because she was white, so she goes to the school. So I said, okay. So they, uh, so the school calls calls me, and so I was like, okay. I said, so here's the deal. I said, your son, from what I understood, your son called my son the monkey. I just taught him the definition of human. So he asked you, he asked his mom, if what is the definition of human? His mom got offended. I said, well. You know, there's nothing you can do. They don't fall under the definition of human. That's why they don't teach it to you. And I said, so when when you heard him said it the first time, you should have addressed it. By you not addressing it, and he came to me. I taught him. I taught. I teach. I teach them or taught him how to address the situation without being a confrontational. I said, just ask the guy what is the definition of human. The guy got offended and asked his mom. His mom got offended and came to the school. I can't. There's nothing I can do. I, I didn't tell him punch him in the face. So the reason what 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 Adidas is saying, hey, we fucked up, because they said before Kanye even rejoining in with them, they said we're gonna lose two billion dollars if Kanye West doesn't come back. That goes back to what I just said. There's nothing in this country can be number one without black people. So we need to throw our weight around a little more instead of taking the crumbs. We need to try to take half the pie instead of just getting the crumbs. That's what rappers do. Like, the the label can give you $5 million. If a label pays you $5 million, I bet the farm that label made $60 million. So we don't, we don't even be, we don't, we can't even, we're not even at the same table they're eating at. We eat McDonald's, they eating like steakhouse and stuff. Even though they're, even though the music that they're making the money off come from us. So they're making money off our backs, but we getting less of it because we thinking that, hey, let's give them a little something. Let's throw them a little bird feed, and they'll be happy. Like, like and then the labels, like I always say, go to the table with a mind set on getting half of what you cre- – if you created it, go to the table with a mind set of getting half because he needs you more than you need him, but he going to make it think that you need him. If you don't write that record, if you don't produce no songs, the label ain't putting nothing out. Sooner or later, they're going to start dropping cargo. 
right? That that is really true. That is really true. So because he lost a lot of money as a result of that, but then I feel like he was smart also. In essence, he was very strategic, and now it seems like it all backfired, and they need him to come back because now they're losing all of this money. So just imagine what that that new deal is going to be like. JT, what is what is you your saw- take on it? But nah, I let the uh, Demond uh, finish up what you was about to say, Demond. You see, when um, when the um, when that when that black man got killed, and the the NBA players start calling each other and say, "Hey, we're not playing," shut down the whole industry, the whole NBA. We're not playing. Barack Obama called Chris Paul and asked him to get back on the court. He said, "We need you on the court because y'all y'all the one who promoting the message." Y'all are using the basketball court, the NBA, as your platform to try to bring justice, right? So if we can shut down the NBA, if we can shut down the NFL, imagine what we do if we put our mind – we can come to the table and say, hey, the NBA is 94% black, 94%. The NFL is 75 to 80% black. If we can get these people in their head and say, hey, you know, use this platform to really push injustice, because they only understand two things, making money and losing money. When they're losing money, they want to come to the table and talk. When they're making money and you ain't addressing the issues, they don't care, right? But it's just so happened that these ball players, the same way those cops beat that black guy in, in uh, Memphis, okay, and they were trying to hope that the NBA players don't get together and, and shut down the NBA again, right? Because it was close to All-Star Weekend. You're talking about a six, $60 million, $70 million weekend. But if these players start to realize that, hey, we pow- we as powerful as them, because if we don't dribble this basketball, nobody's watching the game. If we don't show up to this arena, nobody's drinking the beer. Nobody's buying the popcorn. But it just takes us as black people to say, enough is enough. What do we have to do to get laws to protect us? What do we have to do? We're getting, we getting killed in the streets with no guns in our hands. But I always tell black people this. In the eyes of a, a white man, you always have a loaded weapon because that black skin is dominant. I said, if a black man can get a hard on and get a white woman pregnant, you are a threat to that white man. If a black woman can have a baby by a white man, you are a threat to that white man because they know that when they have kids with us, their kids turn like us. So we are a threat to them just being us, just walking around being us. That's why you see all these kids being killed, Lamar Arbery, Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Michael Brown, Sandra Bland, two black women shot in their house, the black man shot in his own apartment. They're doing this. It's, it's, it's intentional. It's not no, oops, I thought I, then they want to say, oops, I thought I grabbed a gun, or I thought I had my taser, or I thought he had a gun. or These are the things that they're throwing up to try to say, oh, sorry. But you know that they're only doing it to our hood and our neighborhood. They're not doing it to everybody. So it's not that they're – if they was doing it to everybody, I would be okay with it. 
But you're only doing it to one race, and that's black people, because we are a threat to them, and they see us as a threat all the time. Even if we don't have a gun, we still look like an AK-47 to them. That is so true. Um, JT, did you want to give your input about it? Yeah, it's, it's well, definitely one of those things. It's definitely one of those things that, you know, everywhere we look, I mean, if it's not money that's dominating, it's, 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 it's things that's happening against our, you know, our people. And you look around and, and there's there's more injustice than there is justice. And it's going to be an ongoing conversation um, everywhere you look. There's a headline each and every day about something that is being done in this country that is is an injustice. I just read three to four things since we've been on the air tonight that have happened within the last two to three hours that goes back to some of the same things that we're talking about here tonight on air. And it's just, you know, where does it stop? Where does it end? It's a continuous thing. Um, And it's in every angle that we've touched on tonight. And, you know, we've got to continue to, you know, try to figure it out and try to get to a good space where we can have more resolution and solutions to these problems than, you know, you know the problems piling on the top of each other. I'm going to get off my soapbox and I'm going to kick it up to my man, some guy named Jack, because I know we're running and we, we, we're up against the time. Oh, yes, we're about to wrap things up. Um, yeah, I thank everybody for listening. Tuning in, Demond. I thank you for, uh, you know, uh, for everything you've said. The single, you know, just being a part of the, the show. Um, thank you, JT. Thank you, Sharika E. Thank you, everybody. Um, we're gonna get some uh, last words. Actually, you know what? Um, I didn't. I didn't speak on the speak on it. The, uh, the what the politicians, what the lady said. Um, and I'm, I, you know, we're, we're about to wrap up, so I, I'm not going to get too much on it. But when, when Sh- uh, Sharika, who? No, no, no. Um, well, when the question was asked, uh, well, no, no. When when the mind brought up the woman who said the thing about the the white man being, you know, and you know, obviously, of, of course, we all have the same answer. That's bullshit. Uh, but before I heard that, or before uh, J, uh, before Demond uh, brought up what that woman said, I was on a um, I was on a Facebook post that had nothing to do with any of this, by the way. <laughs> and I made a comment about a it was it was like a fictional character, you know, and and that turned into a debate, and one of the white guys said something similar to what this politician said and but not as not as uh they basically said the same thing and I pretty much my answer was like that's bullshit (laughs) where are they getting this from but uh but his thing was on that particular to put it in context his thing on the particular post is that the fictional character the white guy was like a villain and uh, and he's like, oh, they they got to make all the black people all heroic and, and noble, but then they make all the white people, uh, all the white men, we're all this and we're all that. And it, it, look, 
fuck all that. The, 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 the mainstream media vilifies black people like men all the fucking time. So if a white guy wants to point out that it's being done to them too, well, it's about damn time. <laughs> Y'all been the villains yeah. in, 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 in the history. So uh, if, if you want to, if they want to make fictional stories, which are based on you doing realistic shit as the as assholes, then uh, and sit your ass down and 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 take it like we've had to take it for so many years, you know. And another thing, yeah. they don't have a real history, and they got a history that they're not proud of, right? We got a history that we're proud of. I always tell people like this. Slavery interrupted black history. That's not our history. Uh, attention to a lot of things. They're jealous because we got, if, if you teach our history, it could shut down the world because that's how powerful our history is. This is why they don't want us to know who we are. This is why they cover it up. Mm-hmm. This is why they whitewash everything. The uh, the lady named Jane Elliott that I think JT spoke, spoke on earlier. Oh no, no, it was the the, the female. The, the, the lady Demond, named Jane Demond. Elliott. Go ahead. Well, Demond, definitely, definitely uh, spit it. But we, we were wrapping up because you know we only have so much time for the Blog Talk Radio shut us off. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, so I wanted to get seconds? you get, let you get your shout outs out and everything. But definitely. Uh, Say, say what you got to say, and then we got we to gotta, we gotta get you your shout-outs and your plugs and stuff. Okay. Well, the, the white lady named Jane Elliott, she said, she said white man is – the problem with white man is they have black DNA, <laughs> which means they come from us. But anyway, DeMond, mm-hmm. you follow me on, um, on IG, DeMond, D-A underscore 843. Um, you can stream all my music at the mine. You can follow me on TikTok at da underscore m i n d. You know, I'm always putting up history posts. I'm always making good music. I'm always doing something trying to uplift the community. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, well, yeah, everybody, check it out. Check out the new single. You know, my love and and the mine. Definitely, thank you. Thank you, everybody. You don't have to go home, but you got to get off this thing. Good night. (laughs) Good night.